drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Touch, touch, touchdown, Detroit Lions! Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What's going on, everybody? It is Wednesday here on the show. I'm your host, Derek Oakry, talking Detroit Lions and serving up that Honolulu blue flavor Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. Now, you know this is normally when I introduce some of my guests, but coming up in the next couple weeks, we're going to work it out around the holidays. we got Logan Lamarandier from Sports Illustrated, all Lions coming on the show, talk about the team, the draft, everything. We've got Joey Christopoulos, at Joey Sports Guy from the Believe Podcast Network coming on. But when I looked at my schedule... I was like, I got, I got an open slot. I got a solo show today. So we had a lot of fun on last week's show. Brother. <laughs> where we did a lot of that between me and my buddy Chops. Brother. <laughs> we gave you the recap of our trip to Indy to watch the Michigan Wolverines become the Big Ten champs. Brother. <laughs> we asked, you know, what was Denver going to do? Oh, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> we told you a lot of things on the show. We also asked what were the Lions going to do against the Denver Broncos. What you going to do when the Lions runs wild on you, brother? Get run wild on by the Denver Broncos, brother. Um it, it wasn't pretty. So here, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to briefly very briefly recap the Denver game. And then I just ripped up my notes because there's no point of going through this game, you know, line by line. There's no point of talking about the same old, same old. The main topic I want to talk about, we'll see how long the show goes today, is the next quarterback for the Detroit Lions. What what type of quarterback do we need here in Detroit to be the next guy? What type of attributes? Who's going to be that guy? Now, I'm not going to get into the whole my draft rankings at this point. Not gonna go down line by line. Brother. I'm gonna sit there and tell you what kind of things in general terms that I think they need to have to be a winner in this town, to galvanize the team at the quarterback position, to have the leader we've all been looking for. So I'm gonna spend most of my time on that. Um you know, I feel like that's the main topic. That's the biggest thing that's going to happen. I'm not saying, you know, you got to rush into it and free agency or this year's draft. But let's get our head around of kind of what we need in general terms and then start looking for that guy. Brother. So that that's what we got going on this week. If you want to laugh and you want to hear, um, you know, our whole Kogan takes, you can go back to Wednesday, Friday, all last week. We're doing a whole bunch of fun gimmicks here on the show, which we like to do. I mean, we like to play sound drops. We like to laugh. We like to talk football. <laughs> and we were excited because we went to Indy with the Hogan sign, with the championship belt. We thought the Lions, the Lions were coming off a win. We thought maybe they could do it again. We thought they might be able to drop the leg on the Denver Broncos after they beat down Kirk Cousins and company. But we realized 
that their whole team had been taken out by COVID and the flu and injuries and everything else there, brother. So they didn't have a chance where they say their prayers or they took their vitamins. So, like I said, we had a lot of fun last week. I'm literally just going to straight up kind of talk ball with you guys here, make this kind of a short show, hopefully give you some things that the 8 million other Lions podcasts aren't going to give you. Um, here on a Wednesday when you're either heading to work, gym, at work, at home, whatever you're up to. Hopefully you're uh, dialing in the Kool-Aid cast, drinking it in. I really appreciate everybody listening to the show. Again, I try to have fun with it. We have some great guests on. We talk ball. We laugh. We uh, do funny gimmicks. We also um, really care about the team. We want this team to win at the ultimate highest level. So, like I said, let's do this really brief recap. So, the Lions, you know, they gave up two quick touchdowns, 14-zip, both on the ground. Really were getting pushed around, it felt like, early in this game. You know, they were able to come back, Khalif Raymond, with a nice little check down Charlie touchdown, which, you know, you could say this was a nice design or, wow, you know, get Khalif Raymond involved and he ran in the end zone. I mean, it was one of those, let's look at all of our options and when they don't work, hey, there's Khalif Raymond open. He caught the ball and scampered into the corner of the end zone for seven-yard touchdown. I mean, it was a seven-play, 75-yard drive. You you like to see that, no question about it. Um, I'm also really liking what I'm seeing from our kicker. Riley Patterson really seems to have a nice leg, good head on his shoulders. Uh, I'm hoping that we can keep him around. So able to make it 14-10, uh, you know, which kind of in the game. But I got to admit, going into this game, as much as I came on here last week, we told you are going to win. I thought Swift might be back. I didn't know Hawkinson had some big hand injury or whatever. We didn't know we are going to lose like 8 to 10 players due to COVID or flu, um, you know, this week and just all the craziness that's going on with this team. So they're really coming in here with guys that not only won't be on the Detroit Lions, which that tells you something with where they're you know, roster overall talent is. There's a lot of these guys that won't even be in the league. They won't even be in the NFL. You know, we say here on the show, they'd be probably working out at the old bowling alley, shining shoes. Maybe the guy that has to go down and get that one gutter ball that just sort of sits there and you ruins your game. You got call, you got buzz to the front desk. The guy comes down and, and, and does a very hard technical job, which is push the ball down into the, uh, the back part of the area there of the bowling alley. And then your ball comes through the return like it should have in the first place so i mean a lot of the guys gonna they better shine up the resume to get get used for that but we do have a lot of hard workers on this team you know again serving up that kool-aid i do think we found some some young guys some guys on some low contracts some some ball players that are real gritty grimy um will work hard but at the end of the day sometimes if you work hard and you got a good head on your shoulders it doesn't matter if you can't compete with these other supreme elite athletes across the league and we just need more of those i think is the Detroit Lions team so you know I went into this game sort of thinking eh, you know it didn't have a lot of sizzle anywhere across the board I was in date the trenches of fantasy football keeping an eye on all my teams got a couple of teams let's take a side tangent here for a moment so a lot of you great listeners out there we got the Detroit Kool-Aid cast fantasy league been doing it for gosh I think this is year three now um I do remember, I believe, that the first year we did it, I came out of the woodwork in the playoffs, just you know, made the playoffs and ran the table and won the thing. Second year, I want to say I snuck in, but I, I fell short. <coughs> Excuse me. 
Oh my goodness, almost choked right there. And then here in year three, I'm doing the same thing. I'm sneaking in. I had some injuries, lots of issues. I went like kind of crazy different. But my team is the eighth seed. I'm playing, guess what? The number one seed, which happens to be named Kool-Aid Drinker. I'm coming for you. Lots of uh, other familiar names. They're in the playoffs. I wish good luck to everybody. Shout out to Kool-Aid Drinker for the number one seed, having a great season. It's a very, um, it's 20-team league, deep league, so it is hard to win. You know, it's a it's a league of attrition, no doubt. But I appreciate all the teams that uh, put lineups in and have fun there. So I got that one going this week. Last week I had one of my 32-team leagues on Reality Sports Online. You guys hear the, the ads, the sponsorships here for them. Um, that was tremendous, incredible comeback win. You guys probably saw me on Twitter, at Derek Oakry, put out... Uh, Stafford and Prater and Christian Kirk came through for me big on Monday night, was down about 24 points, came all the way back um, to end up winning by a comfortable 10 or so. That was awesome. Back and forth battle. This week, I know some of you are like, oh, I don't like fantasy. I'm just telling you, man, this week, the 32-team league where I took over the Detroit Lions roster in 08 or 2018, I now have as the number three seed heading into the playoffs. Brad Holmes, take some notes because I'm hoping that I can bring home a fantasy championship with the Detroit Lions for all the great Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers out there. Drink it in, man. Cornbread. (laughs) So that's enough about my fantasy squads, but I had a lot of that going on. I was excited about that. The Lions game was just kind of, I didn't expect much. You know, here early when they're hanging in the game, it's kind of like, all right, cool, man. You know, 14-10, late in the first half kind of thing. But sure enough, the Lions give up not only a a little bit of a drive late, but the fact that, you know, they were kind of out of field goal range, rushing up to the line, and the Lions guy runs from the sideline. One of their linebackers, I believe, for some reason, he jumps across the line of scrimmage to get lined up properly while you can't go the other direction I don't know he's called for offside penalty it makes a 57 yard field goal into a 52 yard field goal which of course Brandon McManus drains there in the uh, light air of Denver so now it's now you're down a touchdown but you do get the ball after the second half sure enough what happens lines come out a couple plays next thing you know Godwin that's how you gotta say it four syllables everybody Godwin, Igwe Buke. Um, you know, he's shown some things. I said he had some nice interviews. Maybe we got a little depth piece, a, a good, you know, person on and off the field there. He coughs the football up deep in their zone. They go down and score another, uh, you know, touchdown to Javante Williams. Um, and, and this is what kills me. The next touchdown, you know, Dan Campbell and his fourth downs. I mean, I like the aggressiveness. I know it's, hey, we don't have anything to lose. I get all that. But what's Dan Campbell, what's the what's the justification for going for it on your own 30? <laughs> you know, if I don't care if it's fourth and one or not. Like, okay, wow, you got it. Yay. Like, do you expect to just go 70 yards after that and score or whatever? Because he's... It's like he doesn't realize where he's on the field. Like if you're on the other side of the football field, you're in that no man's land between the 35 and the 50, and you don't think you can hit a field goal, you don't want to punt. I get it. 
but this dude's going for it on his own 20, 30, you know. Um, it's just insane some of the yard markers he's going for. Of course, you know, they end up not getting it. The Broncos turn right around. Melvin Gordon, of all people, has the day of his life over 100 yards, I believe, in this game, a 14 yard touchdown run where he just runs through a whole team. Now it's 31 10. I mean, if the game wasn't over at 24 10, now it's 31 10. I mean, that's just. I'm not saying if you punt it, you stop them either, but just play decent football at that point so you don't, you see, you're not down, you know, three scores now, kind of mid third quarter, whatever. And then there's just a bunch of nothing from the Lions offense. I felt like, I feel like Jared Goff took a step back again. You were hoping maybe he could build on it. This guy, he makes a few throws. He was throwing wobbly ducks again. I think I had the over-under of spirals at three and a half. I mean, I think I won that with the under. It was just an ugly throwing day again from this guy. You ever see where Goff stands there and like he's just afraid to throw his one or two option and then anyone with pass rush comes in his face or up the middle, he just crumples. Um, it's just, you know, that you're not going to win at the NFL level if you can't move your feet throw it away you know um, have any type of escapability you just you know give yourself up basically that's been embarrassing to watch all year long the Lions run defense was embarrassing I saw Levi get pushed around a few times yeah Lee McNeil had a sack but what else did he do still got to see a lot more from that duo no doubt about it but it's going to be hard to win when you got Swift and Hawkinson and Ragnow, and Flowers, and Tracy, and Mr. Okuda, and uh, gosh, I mean, just go down the list, Jay Swaggy Williams, Um, you just have no football players, I mean, those are basically your top 10 to 12 guys on your entire roster that aren't playing due to injury, due to flu, due to COVID, due to whatever other circumstances are going on and you know you're just not going to win with the turnover battle so you know giving those balls away and doing dumb stuff so you know you lose by 28 points where to a quarterback named Teddy Two Gloves who only throws for buck 79 and two tugs you know Jared Goff finds his way into 215 yards but Nothing special there. Craig, Craig Reynolds goes for 11 and 83 yards. That was a shocker. You know, it's so weird, the NFL. You know, you get no word about Jamar Jefferson. The guy stands there the entire game, doesn't get one snap, but you're out there playing Craig and Godwin, Igwe, Buque all game. I mean, I'm pretty sure Jamar could have gave you a little something, something. I don't care if his ankle, if he's sick, whatever. I mean, you got nothing else. You got to get the rookie out there and see what he's got. St. Brown continues to do decent eight catches to 73 yards but this was not a fun game to watch on any level the Lions just kind of pushed around weren't tough enough turned it over made some bad coaching decisions just not good really on any level nothing jumped out to me I'm not going to go crazy over Craig Reynolds I'm not going to go nuts over some of these late you know yardages that we put up or the early scores when after that you just throw up a big old goose tell me if you've heard that before on the show a big old goose from the offense a big old nothing yeah it's way too much this season across the board there so but let's do this I had enough of this game. I know you guys have as well. We got to drink that Kool-Aid. Got to get excited to beat up on the mayor of Munchkinland. I'll talk about that on Friday. You know, would love the Lions to get some of their ball players back, rise up, and play a great game against the Cardinals. 
at home this week. We'll see what happens. I'll tell you about that on the Friday Kool-Aid cast. But let's take a break, get our great sponsors in here, and let's come back and talk about the most important thing with this team. Who's going to be the next quarterback? What do they have to have? What can they not have? What are we looking for? How are we going to find it? We'll talk about all that right after the break. Everybody, we'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You can put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, Kool-Aid drinkers are back from the break. Hopefully you filled up your glass with that wonderful, delicious Honolulu blue-flavored Kool-Aid. Drink it in, uh... Side of cornbread. Cornbread! Make it a double. Cornbread! But uh, I know sometimes on the show, I mean, again, I've been known over the past couple years to have a lot of fun. But also, yeah, when my team continues to lose, continues to play bad football, continues to tell me to hang on, be patient, wait, it'll get better. Wait till we get our players. Yeah, it gets a little frustrating. So as positive as I try to be and as much as I'm trying to like, hold on, this guy's going to be good. Just wait. They're putting it together. Hey, like. Yeah, I get a little frustrated here on the show, and and even though I'm serving up Kool Aid, I'm also just like all you guys out there listening. Like, yeah, I don't I don't want to see these L's pile up. I know the draft pick's important. You know, right now, it, yeah, the draft pick's the number one priority to keep that number one pick so they can get Hutch because I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to be a hell of a ball player, incredible motor, 
crispy clean on and off the field great kid looks like the guy you put on your posters the souvenir cups a guy that will come after the quarterback both run and pass you know i'm gonna talk about hutch more on the friday show and obviously a lot more leading to the draft but right now i want to talk about quarterbacks again this is Derek okri you guys can find me on twitter at Derek okri that's spelled d-e-r-e-k o-k-r-i-e go give me a follow there we'll talk football fantasy football lions wolverines lots going on right now but when we're talking about quarterbacks you know i just literally everybody knows that listen to this show this isn't some show where i'm spending like five hours taking notes and going down the depth chart and getting into all this nuance we're talking about the big strokes topics so when I'm thinking about quarterbacks you know what I'm thinking about when I put bullet number one down on my little scratch pad here the Detroit Lions need a winner they need somebody that's gonna win ball games they need somebody that's gonna have that mentality that when all the chips are down and when the talent's not right and my running game's not perfect and my O-line's not playing their best, I don't have the best receivers, that I'm able to will the other guys around me to W's. You know how you do that? You don't do that by talking about it all the time, but sometimes you got to get up in somebody's face. You don't do that by making every perfect throw all day, every day. You find ways to win with your legs, with your arm, with your mind, with your ability to make your team better, to make those plays that the greats make when there's no play to be made. So they got to find a guy that can just find a way to win. Nobody in Detroit cares if if these games aren't 41-38. They want to win by one more point than whoever we're playing. And that's the name of any game, any, any competitive matchup you go into. You're like, all right, how can I win? How can I find a way to be better than whoever you're playing against? Whether that's one-on-one hoops in the backyard, whether that's tiddlywinks, whether that's the game of washers, which my family loves, whether that's beanbags, uh, cornhole, whatever you want to call it, whether that's um, any type of competition. You want to have a strategy, have an ability to beat the person across from you, whatever it takes, because nobody likes to take L's. So the Lions have had the nice guy. They've had the athlete. They've had the pocket passer. They've had the squeaky clean. It's We need a winner, first and foremost. And you kind of know that when you see it. Like, I remember saying on this show multiple times, like, I didn't know if Tua was going to be some great athlete or put up all these great numbers, but I feel like he has an innate ability to just win the game for his team. You know, whether it's him throwing for 120 yards and two touchdowns or three, 400 yards, you know, whatever it takes on that Sunday to get W. So uh, I got my eyes looking out for that first and foremost. Now, you're talking about a quarterback in Detroit. Yes, there's a certain mold, there's a certain mentality, there's a certain look, there's certain um, attributes you have to have, I think, to be here. Now, again, most people that have listened to this show knows that, yes, I already said it. I do not like Kyler Murray. He seems like a spoiled brat. He seems like a... um you know, tiny, short, I'm the best ever, look at me, you know, pouts when he doesn't get his way, you know, lots of things. Now, everybody out there can be like, oh, he puts up all these numbers, he's an incredible athlete, he's MVP. Yeah, I don't want him quarterbacking here in the city of Detroit. That's not the kind of guy we need. We definitely don't need a guy like the smug, pompous, 
arrogant, aloof, you know, just you know what that plays over there in Green Bay. The city doesn't need that. We don't want that. That would never work here. I mean, it would just be an absolute embarrassment to have that type of guy, that type of person, that type of... You know, just, I don't care even how many touchdowns you throw. Nobody wants that around here. Nobody wants to deal with that. I mean, we had to break it out, like, earlier on the show and just establish this as the soundbite for that smug number 12 in Green Bay. You pompous, stuck-up, snot-nosed, giant twerp, scumbag. (laughs) So we we don't want anybody like that in the D as our quarterback. Now... If I had to say kind of what I want them to be, you know, I think they got to be down to earth. You know, they have to be relatable. They have to be somebody like what Stafford had when he came here early. He was wearing Detroit gear, hoodies, hats. He looked like a common man, you know, cool, whatever. You know, I want a little bit more fire, a little bit more winning, um, you know, grab you by the throat if he needs to, outward personality than what number nine ended up being. But that down-to-earth kind of person can fit in with the hard-working mentality of Detroit and the state of Michigan. I need grit because that's what Dan Campbell's looking for, a quarterback with some grit. Now, that means some toughness. That means the ability to grind out seasons victories, ball games, whatever it takes. You're going to have to have grit and toughness. Those are going to be two big things that the next quarterback has to have. So when you're looking at, you know, like I say, they just can't be that pretty boy athlete. They can't be the guy that's got all the tools, but he's always hurt. Or, oh man, he would be great, but man, what a clown he is in the community. Or, you know, and people, some people will say, oh, this doesn't matter. None of this stuff, we just want like that guy that can throw 40-yard perfect deep balls or a guy that can run around the defenses. I mean, I get all that, but it does matter. You know, this is going to be the next face of the franchise. The next person that Everyone's going to want to buy the jersey. Everyone's going to rally behind. So you don't want the person to be like Aaron Rodgers. You pompous, stuck-up, snot-nosed, giant twerp, scumbag. (laughs) Exactly. Why would we want to deal with that? So he's got to have some of those mentalities you know, um, and characteristics. I feel like one of the biggest things the Lions haven't looked for or found or uh, prioritized in their quarterback is, you know, we get stuck here, especially the older mentality of what football is. People want that 6'5", 200, you know, 10 pounds, rocket arm, seven-step drop, throw it on time, like, it's fun to watch when it works, but I feel like that was, that was you know Michigan quarterbacks two decades ago. You know that was the NFL two three decades ago. Like nowadays, the biggest thing you have to be able to do, and there's guys that can be pocket passers that can do this, and there's guys that are just those amazing quarterbacks with speed, elusiveness, and the ability to run that can do this. You have to be able to make off schedule plays yet still be able to make what they like to say is all the throws. Now, I don't need a quarterback that's going to 
drop every dime. I'm not expecting that. You know, when you say make all the throws, it's can he throw that deep out? Can he throw that deep 50-yard post? Um, can he can he throw slants? You know, on the on the guy's body where it needs to be. Can he throw bubbles? You know, can he throw hitches? You know, all the different throws you have to be able to make at a high level. I'm not saying that you're going to make every throw, but what you need to be able to do that makes the greats, you know, legends and the good quarterbacks great, is you have to be able to know the what you want to have happen, and the minute that all hell breaks loose and it breaks down. That you can make a quick decision, use your feet, scramble out of the pocket, make a throw, make a run, move the sticks. You know, we have not had that here in Detroit. You know, even at Stafford's best, even when he would run from time to time, it was mostly like if it was there and he had time, he could zing the ball anywhere you wanted it to be. But... I never felt like he was elite or better than average necessarily at the off schedule. Oh, everything that we planned is ruined. Now go make a play. Now go make a big time play. Now go make a game winning type play. You know, that's that's going to be kind of that that may be like in my top, you know, Right after winter, it might be that, you know, ability to make off schedule type plays, whether with your feet, your arm, your mind, whatever it may be. I think that that is going to be the absolute key. Again, you kind of know it when you see it, when you watch these college guys, you watch people in the NFL, you're like, man, that guy doesn't have to have the play perfectly blocked to, to make a throw. That guy can turn a, a dead run play into something special by changing the play. That guy was dead to rights in the pocket and somehow he got out. Next thing you know, it was a 40, 50 yard run or a deep bomb like Russell Wilson throws when he scampers away and makes plays that ends up being six points. So that's going to be huge. I think in the last like major bullet that I put down was the next guy here is going to have to take this Detroit Lions. This kind of like losing culture. Woe is me. Oh, we've never won. Oh, the NFL hates us. Oh, you know, we we always mess it up. You know, we got so many fans. And again, this is the Kool-Aid cast. I love speaking to the optimistic, the people that love this team. But of time to time, I got to give a little rant. I got to shout down the people that absolutely love to hate on their own. Team, the people that call up the radio and laugh at this team, the people that have said they've quit on this team, the millions and millions of fans here in the state that seems to say, ouch, the Lions, they'll never, SOL, you know, same old Lions. Like, that is so much garbage, man. It doesn't matter. There's no. I'm not going to go on that rant again. It doesn't matter what happened 20 years ago because what I'm trying to tell you is the next guy has to be able to come overcome all that. And I'm not saying that 50 years of losing is going to – it translates in today. But what I'm saying is you got to have a guy that instead of just going to the media, oh, yesterday doesn't impact me. I'm not worried about the past. We're going to start fresh. I didn't lose any of those – you know, all those cliches you hear. You need a guy that means it, a guy that comes in here and that actually can overcome, can elevate others, can put all that nonsense to bed where people want to talk about what happened in 1972 and, oh, you know, five years ago I was at a game and they lost it at the end. Same old lines. Of course they did. You know, a guy that can come in here and, and put all that to rest as well as say, 
you know, I'm not just going to say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, it's about right now. It's about this team. It's about these guys in this locker room. And then go out there and prove it on the field with playmaking, with wins, with great mentality, with a place the whole state can love, a guy the whole state can love, a quarterback you can be proud of, and somebody that ultimately wins a division championship here in the NFC North, wins a playoff game, imagine that, and then goes farther than that when he has the type of team around him that we're building, that we're all hoping for, and the signal caller, the guy that touches the football more than anyone else that says, don't worry, I got this, and then does it and and somebody that says hey remember all that losing years ago it doesn't matter and then goes out and shows you it doesn't matter because he doesn't fall into the same old issues he doesn't use the same cliches doesn't walk around with the oh we're gonna get him next time coach I'm gonna be better I gotta do better I gotta make that throw instead he's gonna make that throw he's gonna do better coach he's not gonna have to say coach I'll do better because he did better the first time on the football field like there's somebody out there that you can put a a great number on the fans will rally behind the buy the jerseys the go out and make plays and then the rest of the players as long as you get most of the other spots the major positions right that's how you end up with a good football team an elite quarterback good edge rush good wideouts good corners and be able to you know throw the football and get after the other quarterback that's how you win so Let's get this quarterback right by getting a winner. So it's down to earth, gritty, grimy, nasty, Detroit style. Let's get somebody that can make off schedule plays that doesn't have to say, well, if you get me a wide receiver and a great old line and a great running back and, you know, um, then then we'll really put it together. No, like you're going to take what we have. You're going to make them better. You're going to make off schedule plays. You're going to be able to do it with your feet, your arm, and, and you're going to end up finding ways to win when in the past we've never won you're going to find ways to get w's when in the past those were always else you're going to elevate not only your team but the city of detroit the state of michigan and you're going to not only not worry about the history you're going to change history you're going to be that guy that this town has never had. You're going to win at a high level, which is all the fans, the Kool-Aid drinkers, and the people are looking for. So those are the major things you need in a franchise quarterback here in Detroit. Matt Stafford was really good here. He put up a lot of good numbers. Good guy. But now he's gone. Who's the next guy? Who's going to be better than number nine? Who's going to win both in the regular season, in the playoffs, and be able to be that next face that we can all be proud of for the Detroit Lions? I can't wait to see who it is. I know you guys are all excited about it as well. So look forward to these next few shows again on Friday. I'm going to get you teed up for this Cardinals game. I'm going to talk about why Aiden Hutchinson makes so much sense at the top of the draft and uh, what other thoughts might be going on with that topic, which is a huge priority for the Detroit Lions to hold on to. Really gives you control not only of the draft, second round, a whole bunch of other things. We'll get into that on Friday. We'll be talking NFL draft, having our great guests on, talking Lions as the season winds down, and the offseason, which again, I've said it before, but I can never mean it more than I do right now. This is one of, if not the biggest, 
<laughs> off seasons in the history of the Detroit Lions with cap space, two first round picks, a high pick in the second round, lots of draft capital. Uh, we got Brad Holmes, we got Dan freaking Campbell trying to, you know, retool this team for real this time heading into 2022. So everybody, I hope I got you fired up. Hope I served up that Kool-Aid. Thank you so much for drinking it in. Drink it in, man. I'll catch you Friday right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Drink it in, man.